back to another episode of Off The Record. As ever, I'm your host, Imogen Marshall, and please don't forget to rate, through and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and to give us a little rating. Um, and of course, to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com. Now, before we welcome our guest for this week, we've course, of course got the news. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Off the Record. As ever, I'm your host, Imogen Marshall, and please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com. And of course, you can find those interviews and reviews and bits of news there. So make sure to go and check that out now now for this week's episode we've got the lovely cassie ashton and kylie morgan on to talk to you guys so i hope you guys enjoy those interviews but first we've got the news So with London and Nashville still in a lockdown, of course, we're looking towards live streams rather than gigs at the moment. This week or tonight, tune in to Mitchell Tempenny. Um, he was one we're really excited to see, see to see. So definitely make sure to check him out on his live stream. On Thursday, please do get your tickets for Haley and Michaels presented by Destination Country, the next in our live in your living room sessions, which is going to be an amazing show. So definitely Go and get your ticket. It's going to be great and don't miss out. On Saturday, we're really excited to announce that Rob Mays is presenting his festival called Stage Couch, which is also in association with Destination Country. At the moment, we've got a whole raft of artists that have been announced for part of the festival that will take place across Facebook, Instagram Live, and also on Stage It. It will be headlined by Craig Campbell alongside some incredible, incredible artists. We've got the likes of Owen O and Emma and Jolie, who are of course part of the Triple Fret family. Um, alongside Craig Campbell, Desmond Child and Wood Newton are also going to be headlining. It's going to be Honey County, Leah Turner. There really is just a huge amount of amazing artists along with Rob Mays himself. So definitely get um, your tickets now that it's going to be pay as you can. Um, and definitely it's not going to be one to miss out on. In other news, Brett Eldridge is back for the first time in two years with the release of three tracks from his forthcoming studio album called Sunday Drive that will be released on July the 10th. I, for one, am such a fan of Brett and Gabrielle is an absolutely stunning song. Um, he recorded the album with Ian Fitchuk and Daniel Tashian, who, of course, were behind the legendary Golden Hour, which was Casey Musgraves' Grammy-winning album. Other releases this week, we've had Lucy May Walker, who's definitely one who should be on your radar. She's a bit of a um, country-infused pop pop song writer. Um, she's definitely more pop, um, but she's definitely got that country tw- twang, so definitely check that one out. Of course, loads of artists were a part of One World Live this week. So we've got Maren Morris joined Hosier, Casey Musgraves, Keith Urban performed, and it really was stunning. So you can still see a lot of those videos on YouTube. Russell Dickerson and his wife Kaylee have announced that they are expecting their first child, so congratulations to them. And Chase Rice has announced that the album Part 2 will be released in the coming months. Now, that's been your news for this week. Now, I'm really excited to bring you the first artist this week, who is the lovely Cassie Ashton. She is definitely one to watch. Um, If you're not familiar with her music, go and check out her track, Violins. Absolutely, just so much fun. Uh, Or Field Party. Um, But the first song that she ever released was California, Missouri, which we deep 
dig into on this um, interview. So please welcome Cassie. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? How are you doing in this crazy time? Oh, I'm pretty good. Are you one of those people? Good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I feel like this is kind of the time for either creativity or boredom. So, which I guess, yeah. what what are you kind of getting into at the moment? I think it's it's really been a mix of both for me. Yeah. Because the first two days I was quarantined, I made two outfits per day, and then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa I need to close. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I need to I ration the amount of cloth something. I have. Yes that and like I don't want to make something just to make it like, yeah I want it to be something really fabulous I don't want to do it just to be busy yeah yesterday I made a collapsible table for a boat that my boyfriend just got I love it it's kind of been somewhere between creating reading and just eating and eating and yeah. eating and eating <laughs> yeah that sounds about about all the money um so I always like to go back and talk to people um kind of about where you came from so obviously your first single was kind of that autobiography biographical kind of setting for your music and it kind of Uh did was it hard putting out that first single in terms of I can imagine like speaking to your parents and stuff what was the kind of response from them because it was such a raw and honest song yeah so I was not for my dad because of course he was born and raised in California Missouri yeah um and he you know, his raising there and his experience there was much different than mine. Yeah. He always tried to support, you know, my kind of outsider point of view. And yeah. and he knew how hard it was for me growing up, like, getting bullied and so on and so forth. But yeah. I was still nervous, you know? Yeah, uh, sure. Because it was so honest. And when I played it for him, I'm sitting there and he, like, has his arms crossed, yeah. you know, across his chest and then it got done and he was silent for a few minutes and I was like, shit, 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 shit. (laughs) And then he looks at me like kind of side-eyed and he goes, they're not going to like that. And I was like, yeah, no, I just, I mean, I just, I have to be honest, I don't And he looks at me and I like stop talking and he goes, fuck him. And I'm like, oh, thank God. You're like, this is so much relief. Yeah, and I, I honestly, he was a trooper with that because he wasn't supportive and he even like went into this whole thing. He's like, You're not trashing them, you're just being honest. Like, yeah. you know, you're saying you love it, but you love to leave it at the same time. And yeah. Something you struggled with, you know, both ways. And I kind of felt bad for him because I, you know, am seven and a half hours away. Yeah. And anyone who's out one they either, you know, set it to their neighbors or put it on Facebook and I don't yeah. You know, I'm not exposed to either one of those. Yeah. But dad still lives there. So people, you know, would stop him at a grocery store. Yeah. And tell him their opinion. And sometimes it was positive and sometimes it wasn't. And those who didn't have a positive opinion, he would just be like, hey, you should probably listen to the song again. Yeah. Like, actually listen to the words. And I feel like there, there, there's some, there's kind of a in-between thing. Because it it's like a love letter, but also like... I was the one odd one out and kind of I had to leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it something you'd all, you always knew from such a young age that you wanted to move from California... Oh, my God, my words today. California, Missouri to Nashville. Was that always a given? Oh, yeah, definitely.
um, I always wanted to be a singer. Yeah. Um, and Nashville being the hub for that, there yeah. was never, ever a plan B yeah. to go anywhere else. And I feel like that's the only way to be. Because if you want to pursue it in this industry, you kind of have to have that attitude because otherwise there's so many times I can imagine where it's like all right I give up then I'm gonna go go back home but you have to have that attitude you have to be so relentless yeah you know in your pursuit of of what you want because Mm. if you even sort of waver this is not this is not for you yeah and I feel like you have throughout all your music because you have such a unique kind of I would say, well, obviously your your vocal is completely unique, but also a unique perspective in terms of, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you view the music as like a holistic creativity thing, like right down to your merch and everything you do. Oh, yeah, totally. I feel like you've got, that's part of everything. Has it always been like that? Oh, yeah, always. I've always been a creative human being, again, since Mm. I was tiny, because I just have always wanted to soak up Anytime I saw a skill being done where you could transfer what's in your brain to actually something that was physically in front of you, I've always wanted to learn how to do that. Yeah. And I think if you're truly creative in one, you know, kind of vein, then mm. it can apply to everything else. Yeah. If you just put in a, a tiny bit of effort. And I, yeah. I think it's really a priceless, it's a huge priceless part of being an artist for me because everything that the fans are seeing or consuming or buying yeah they know it's literally me it's not a bunch of people sitting around a boardroom table in a big room no coming up with what's me <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying they're not yeah, planning sure. they're not plotting they're not scheming it's literally straight from my brain yeah usually in my kitchen <laughs> <laughs> where i'm on my laptop at the dining room table they know it. that they yeah. Yeah. I mean, my favorite song of yours is still got to be pretty shiny things. Just everything oh, about you. it. I feel like it must speak to so many people. How, can you talk a bit about the inspiration behind that song? Yeah, totally. Um, actually, the other day was one year of it being out. Aww, I was happy like, I anniversary believe, to Pretty Shiny Things. I cannot things. believe, oh, thank you, thank you. I cannot believe it's been a year because it's gone so yeah. fast, but it also feels like it's so long ago. Yeah. At the same time, it's very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wrote that song, I was um, a senior in college. I went to yeah. Belmont University here in Nashville. Yeah. Um, and... I was going through a complicated family thing, which you can probably infer from the lyrics of the song. And I was at the point where I had to make a decision. I was at a crossroads. You're going to cut this person off or you're going to learn, you know, to just deal with it the rest of your life. And it was greatly impacting, you know, my life and my brain and just, you know, everything, my coping mechanisms, everything. It was just not healthy. And so it was really keeping me up at night because someone that close to you, that can be really hard. Yeah. Um, Decision. One of the hardest decisions, if not the hardest one I've ever had to make. And I had a really cheap old piano at the end of my bed and (laughs) I woke up in the middle of the night because I think I just had like a nightmare about it. And I wrote, um... A majority of the negative part of the song um, <laughs> on the piano, yeah. and I recorded it on my phone. And my best friend at the time also went to Belmont. She was a songwriting major, and yeah. we wrote together a lot. And I sent her the memo, 
And I was like, hey, 3 a.m., <laughs> I'm all in my feelings. You know, do I need to throw this away and go back to sleep? Do I, yeah. you know, should this be the light of day? What, what do I do? Is this too personal? And she sent it back to me the next day finished. Oh, my God. Like with. It's like your songwriting fairy. Resolve. Yeah, she helped me write part of the second verse and then wrote that entire last chorus. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. I cried. You know, of course, <laughs> I professed my love to her like yeah. I had done before because she was my best friend. And, yeah. and we both kind of, I remember being on the phone and we both kind of paused and we were like, shit, we're songwriters. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, you're Yeah, it's it, like a magic know, like, moment. Like, you write drinking songs. Yeah. You write, you know, boy heartbreak songs. You don't write that yeah and so we did and we were like oh my god and we both got publishing deals off of it before we even graduated so. and that's when you know it's pure magic and what, that's that's when you know yeah and i guess because you must have taken it out on, you've taken it out on the road with you um it must have had an incredible response um from oh, i just yeah. feel like it's one of those songs that just just would speak to everyone yeah it's ridiculous because you know I don't know if you've ever seen a live show of mine, but... I've seen CME like songwriters. Yes, okay. Yeah. Well, full, full band shows, I like to dance. Yeah. And shake my hips and, <laughs> and be wild and I wear clothes and, you know. And yeah. so some people who don't know me well that might be there for someone else or, or the headliner or whatever, yeah. see me like that and, and I see sometimes the assumptions on their face. Yeah. But then pretty shiny things, literally, I will literally see mm-hmm. them change their mind. Yeah. And I kind of feel like I start the shows out wild and blah, 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 and then that is the meat center core of the entire show. That's like the, we are all human here. Yeah. The kind we of moments that you always remember. Yeah, in, in our society with social media and everything, we feel a lot of times like the cover is more important yeah. than the pages. And I'm just here to remind you that nope. it's not. <laughs> and you see people just like, you see them like take a deep breath. Like, and that's so relieving as an artist because, I mean, the reason we do what we do is to kind of get people out of their their troubles or out of their head and kind of mm. let them relax for a minute. So to visibly see them do that, during your show is like the most rewarding thing you could ask for. Yeah, it's almost like you've just changed their perspective in one song. <laughs> oh, completely, completely. Yeah, yeah. And I guess and it's special to me too. Yeah, you know, when I one of those special moments. Yeah. And I guess mm-hmm. your plans have probably completely changed with everything going on. Because um, obviously, I know you're meant to be over at C to C, but kind of, can we expect new music coming out in the next few months? Yeah, um, I, first of all, am so, so bummed. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, it was like the middle of the night when, when it was announced that I there was going to be still a can't. travel ban. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was in Germany, and I, my friend texted me, to Tenille to Towns actually texted me at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning or something. Oh, my God. 3 o'clock in the morning. Is, you think you're and still dreaming like, hey, and it's nightmare? Yeah, she's like, this just got announced, we're leaving in the morning, like, check, blah, 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 I want you to get a flight, she's one of my best friends. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> so luckily, one of our workers back in the States, like, booked booked um, flights oh, automatically, God. but it was just so bum, because, like you said, you saw me at CMA Songwriter. Yeah, and, and it's just so close. I absolutely love the UK, 
okay. Yes, I love I love being over there, and that was going to be like my favorite part of the trip. So to be able to leave was just like heart wrenching. I got back home and I was like, no. no. <laughs> well, hopefully yeah, you'll get the chance to I come back over my- soon. I I have so many fans over there that I like see them all the time. Like oh, we nice. like talk, you know. Like, yeah. Like, but um uh music in the next couple months you know obviously everything's a bit thrown out of yeah. whack with <laughs> the quarantine no one at the la- no one's at the label no one we're all just trying it's, to figure out mad. how we're going to not just completely do nothing yeah um for however long this lasts we were in the process you know we were before this all happened, which I'm thinking we're figuring it out how to keep it going. Is picking out um, my first radio single because oh, I okay, never cool. went to radio. Oh, yeah. that's so gonna be that's where that will go next. Yeah, Woo-hoo. I know. I'm so excited. People have been telling me two years. You have to go to radio. You have to go to radio. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to build a base. No, no, no. And yeah. Now I feel like, um, and now it's I'm finally happening. Built. Yeah, and so now I and I've never been happier that I did it that way. You know, because yeah. a lot of people were like, no, you have to do it this way. You do a radio single, you can put it in this machine, they crank you out, and then you do this. No. No. no that no. was never for me. So. Oh, okay. So exciting times. Well, I always end with my final few questions. So, God, okay. where are they? Wine or whiskey? Wine or whiskey? Yeah. Oh, it depends on the circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. Let's all just time. say this. If, if, if I am at home... Or I am at dinner. It mm. is red wine, Cabernet, most of the time. Um, and if I am celebrating something or I'm in my dad's shop with my whiskey. dad, it is whiskey all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Record book um, and thing you'd bring to a desert island? Say that again? Record book and thing you'd bring to a desert island. Ooh, okay. Um, the record I would bring... To an island. Oh, that's so hard. You know, you would want it to be something that, that went with the island. You know, you yeah. want it to be go with the setting. Something that went. Yeah. Um. Just off the top of my head, the the new Harry Styles album. Oh yeah, well that's a good one. With um the island, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the album is genius. Um, the book I would have to take. Um, the series called. Um, a discovery of witches. Yeah, it's actually the first book is on Sundance right now. Oh, look! Um, it it was made British. It's really good. They're mm-hmm. all British besides the main character, which mm-hmm. you know I love. Um, and then what was the last? And just thing like item. Oh, thing. <laughs> um, probably um. Matches and a knife. <laughs> Thinking pragmatically. Yeah. And then finally, so we'll go. We'll go logical there. Yeah, love it. And then complete the sentence. So music is. Music is. Connection. Country music is. Country music is home. And Cassie Ashton is. Cassie Ashton is unstoppable love it well thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and hopefully yes, the rest of your quarantine you. goes well um and let's see you in the oh, UK thank soon you. you as well i cannot wait to see you okay thank you so much have a great rest of your day <laughs> you too, honey. bye
Bye. Bye. So thank you so much to Cassie for that. And next up we've got Kylie Morgan who has released her new track Break Things recently. She is one I got to the chance to see on CMT Next Moment of Country in Nashville. Um, and she's definitely one to watch. She also performed at the Spine Farm Showcase in London just for C2C got um, postponed. Um, really she's going to be one I'm going to have my eye on in the coming months. She's really something different. Um, she's been supported by Shane McAnally so you know he knows talent. So please welcome Kylie Morgan to the podcast. Hello. Hi, is that Kylie? Hi, yes, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm good. Dealing with all the craziness. Some... Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> well, it ended up... I don't know what we were signing up for. I know. It ended up actually that, I guess, for C2C last... Was it last week or the week before? That you were probably the only artist that I actually got to see at that showcase um in london did you have a, any chance to explore I, or is it literally just you flew in and out i literally flew in and out but i i honestly i had the absolute best day and night um, <laughs> we we got to explore like all day and then, yes i was one of the only artists that actually got to perform and so like, yeah when they, when they told me that we had to leave i was like you know what i am super upset right now but yeah like it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where it's just like, make the best out of a bad situation. But it was so good to see you live because I'd seen you live at CMT Next Women of Country and heard Boys Girl. But, oh, amazing. Which obviously was like, brought me around to your to, to your music, but I absolutely loved your song, um, I Cuss a Little. Um, is, that one we, <laughs> is that one we can expect you to release? Or can you talk a bit about that song? I know yeah. it's not been released yet. But it's just such a, it's such a sure. clever, cute so, song. Oh, thank you so much. First of all, I'm so glad that you're there and you've gotten to see, um, you've gotten to hear and see the song. Yeah. Um, I yes, Cut a Little is definitely on the top of the list of releases. Um, yeah. We we just released um, Break Things a couple weeks ago, which is the current single. And yeah. then um, when it comes to like, we literally released it, but I was like, cool. When are we releasing another one? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, well, I can imagine you're such a prolific songwriter, so you're writing all the time. So it's kind of like, if it almost feels, must feel a bit strange that you've only got like three, two, two, three songs out because actually you've just got such a huge catalogue of songs behind you that you almost just want them all to be released into the world. Yeah, and a lot of people don't kind of, I mean, obviously people who are in the music industry and especially people who do what you do um, definitely get and understand that and know that there's such a, you know, long process of releasing and and all that, but the average person is like, why don't you release more songs? I'm like, if it was up to me, I would be releasing (laughs) a song a week, Um, but the process is just so much longer, which is, you know, just a different Yeah level that you'd completely have to be on yeah and I guess also the other thing is that you often you'll write the song but want to find the right production has that been the case that it's been a journey to find the right production in Nashville with certain songs or have you landed just straight on your feet in terms of the right producer so when I moved um, to Nashville, I was 19. Yeah. And before that, I actually started coming back and forth from Nashville at 15. So I yeah. was very lucky enough to kind of dabble my um, dabble my toes into the music industry in the Nashville, uh, Nashville yeah. when I was very young. 
And so um, when I moved here, um, I wasn't in the headspace of creating a record yet. I just wanted yeah. to write it. And so I worked with so many producers um, slash writers where we would write together and then they would, you know, produce a demo that um, would kind of obviously be like similar to what the record would sound like. And um, I was very, very lucky enough that um, it only took me, man, it only took me like three years of being here and I found um, a guy named Shane McAnally who yeah. pretty much took me under his wing and adopted me. <laughs> like, am- basically. I mean, he's such he's such a legend that it must have been kind of like, in one way, like incredible. Obviously, it was amazing that he's taken you under his wing and signed smack and everything. But it also must be quite intimidating to get in a room with someone like him of his caliber. It was so funny because I will never forget the first time that we wrote together. And I don't, I, I've been doing this for so long. I did my first, you know, live performance at 12 years old. Mm. And so I've been doing it for so long that I, I didn't, I don't really get nervous anymore. Yeah. When there's like big, when there's like big things, like before I played the Ryman, I was freaking out and got super yeah. nervous. Um, but when it comes to like writing appointments, that's just not what I feel. I'm just excited. Mm. And I'll never forget the time that we um, were scheduled to write. And I, my, my boyfriend and I were um, having dinner the next night. And I was like, I think I'm getting sick. Like, no. stomach hurts. Like, I'm sweating. Like, I don't know. He's like, Kylie, you're nervous. And I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot. You forgot what it feels like to be nervous. Yes. I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, obviously, just went into it, got over it. He's one of the kindest, sweetest human beings, um, most talented people I know. Yeah. It was, it was truly a match made in heaven, for sure. Do you think that, because obviously you started so young and you did have so much recognition, you know, back when you became one of the, was it CM, CMT or CMA, um, who knew to watch and things like that, and you had so many, kind of the spotlight on you a little bit from a young age. Do you think that kind of enabled you then to be more comfortable when you when you ultimately moved to Nashville to make the record, make music because you've already got that kind of foundation in the industry and kind of been broken in a bit does that make sense right I was I was very lucky enough to grow up with a mom that um instilled a matter of when and not if in me whatever I decided to do and I have the most supportive family that you could possibly ask for and so um when it came to when I told my mom you know when I was 12 years old that I wanted to skip college and be a country music artist she goes Okay, well, let's do it. And Which we, is awesome. And we literally were at every karaoke contest. We were at every festival. That we even my dad actually uh, painted my own purple trailer stage at one point. So oh my god, that's amazing! Places and play. So I had the most supportive parents, and it was literally just a matter of when and not if. And so I had that foundation, and especially going back and forth at such a young age, I was able to really figure out who I was as an artist. Um, a lot sooner than expected and yes I definitely think it gave me that sense of confidence of like now I just have to find the right people to help me get there yeah no it makes complete sense and it is yeah it's just about finding the right people and the right connections I guess and the first song so the one that I heard at CMT was Boys Girl which first of all it's so catchy and it's such a tune but also there's it's so different (laughs) in terms of the content and I don't think it's even a song that's been really sung about um which is really brave and cool and unusual so kind of what was the story of the writing of that song sure well i love that you um complimented my songwriting first of all thank you so much no. so sweet of you um 
I, I truly feel like I'm a songwriter first. I've been doing it yeah. for so long, and it's just literally one of those things that comes second nature to me that I need to do. Yeah. Um, and especially being on the road, I was writing a lot less, and there would be times where it would be midnight, my manager and I are in, in my hotel room, and I'm like, hey, Marissa, would you mind if I wrote this song real quick? I have this idea. And she's like, it's midnight. And I'm like, I know, but I need to get it out. <laughs> and so I always have been that way. And growing up, I honestly was just a little bit kind of ahead of what I was thinking about as far as my future and things like that, while all the girls my age were really thinking about, you know, crushes and planning their <laughs> weddings and, you know, saying they want to get married and have babies. Yeah. And I was like, I want to move to Nashville and be a country music artist. And so I really related to boys more growing up. Like, yeah. I just had a group of dudes that were literally my my people, and I just avoided the drama, and I just hung out with them. And uh, when I came to, um, we actually wrote the song with Shane McAnally and Ross Copperman. Yeah. And I, um, Shane actually had the idea, and I'm like, Shane, I've been wanting to write that song forever. I just didn't know who to write it with. And so it kind of, the opportunity just kind of presented itself. And once we wrote it, Shane was like a little bit jumping up and down. He's like, that's the first release. That's the first release. <laughs> and so I think it definitely just the universe needed that song. Yeah. And I'm very happy to be the one to deliver it. Because I can imagine it's such an anthem for so many girls out there because it's like, it's because it's a song that hasn't been written about before and I feel like I haven't heard that title and I haven't heard that concept in a song before. So I feel like a lot of people must be like, oh my God, finally, I have my song about me. Yes, and that's what I love too, especially like songs like that and um, with Break Things and even Cuss a Little. I, I love releasing those kind of autobiography songs that yeah. I feel like a lot of girls haven't been able to have those songs and be like, oh my God, that's me. And I want to have yeah. a complete soundtrack for girls like that, you know? Yeah. So I've been I've been really uh, conscious of that when it comes to writing and, and the songs that I release for sure. Yeah, because Break Things was absolutely stunning. Again, it was so special to hear it in London. Um Again, another one which I just thought there was a really unusual take on it um, and just beautiful. So I guess, I guess, was that always natural, gonna, those two songs together, were they always going to be the ones you led off with? I think that it kind of just happened in the yeah. way that, um, especially when I signed on with, um, so I signed my record deal with Universal EMI yeah. um, about six months ago. And so when you expand the team, you obviously expand the opinions, which yeah. is hard and great at the same time. And so we actually had a whole other plan to release a whole other song. And then they actually asked me to go back in and record um, five new songs. And I'm so glad that they did because we're yeah. going to break things. And um, we heard in the studio and we were all in agreement. We're like, this is it. This is the song. I mean, it's, so it's stunning. It definitely just kind of happened in the best way. Yeah. So I guess, are you kind of going to be particularly with everything going on right now, is the plan just to keep releasing some singles? I mean, I guess with everyone, it's kind of like, we don't know what's happening, so we don't know what the plan is. Yeah, I feel like that's a different thing every day. Yeah. <laughs> but as of right now, um, I, I was really lucky enough to um, finish radio tour in this past um, few months where I just, especially before all of this started happening, so mm. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but I was able to um, visit a lot of radio stations around the cool. U.S. and um, pretty much just introduce myself, mm. play in the music, and get their feedback. And, and so um, we're hoping that um, that means we'll be going to radio, either with Break Things or maybe it's another song, um, definitely like very, very soon, which I'm yeah. pretty excited about. So I'm hoping that every time I play Break Things, I'm like, 
hopefully this will be bumping to your radio speakers <laughs> really soon because yeah. it's been a hell of a journey and I'm, I'm just excited to finally get out there on radio for sure. Yeah. So I guess before I do my fi- final few questions, I just also wanted to ask, in terms of, I know you're a huge yogi and that must be really amazing right now in terms of the perspective on everything going on. But do you think it also has helped your perspective on the music industry generally? And because it is, everyone talks about how hard an industry it is. So I guess having something like that must be really comforting and also just to really help in all kind of times. Right. I think that yoga has truly been one of those things, especially as a creative, it's been the most grounding thing that I could possibly have introduced into my life. Yeah. I was a gymnast for 10 years, and so yeah. I was always moving with such purpose, and I missed that when I moved to Nashville. Yeah. And when I um, started yoga, I absolutely fell in love with it because, like, like we talked about earlier, the music industry is such a slow process. And with yoga, it gave me that immediate gratification as a creative that I definitely needed to yeah. keep myself sane. And so um, once I started practicing, I knew that I wanted to advance my practice, and so I became an instructor. Yeah. And once I started teaching classes, again, that immediate gratification of once everyone opened their eyes at the end of class, and I couldn't tell that they had that sense of, like, just peace and relaxation, and I was a part of giving them that was yeah. truly just one of the most, like, confidence-boosting things that I could find in my life, and so now, even today... I was going to say, today you've got a... stay at home. Yeah, I was going to say you had a live thing today. Especially with all this craziness, I'm like, you know what? Just because everything in life is cancelled doesn't mean that mind-body connection doesn't have to be. So, yeah, yeah, I started this um, Instagram and Facebook Live class that we're doing um, actually today at 10.30, um, and just uh, bringing people together. So I'm excited about it. Love that. So my final, I've just got a final few questions and then I'll let you go. So what was the last song you paid for? The last song I paid for was uh, Break Things. I love <laughs> I it. it no, I would do the same thing. Ago. Love it. Um, rec- record you <laughs> can... Like... Sorry. Say it again. Record you couldn't live without if you were stuck on a desert island. Oh, I would say... I would say the recent, um, the recent Ellie Golding record. Ooh, I absolutely love, love her. that. I think that she's such a like passionate artist, so super big fan of her. If you could be a member of any TV family, which one would you choose? I feel like I would choose Friends. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They just seem like they're the best and always have something happening in life that's yeah. very entertaining, which I love. <laughs> Wine or whiskey. Oh, that's a tough one. Can I split it down the middle? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then complete the sentence. You're a fan of hot toddies, you know, hard to choose. <laughs> Love it. And then complete the sentence. So, music is? Healing. Country music is? Honest. And Kylie Morgan is? Silly. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and I hope you have a good Instagram live later and with all and have yeah, congratulations to everything you've got going on and speak to you soon. It's so nice to meet you and I hope to see you again very soon. Yeah, for sure. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. So thank you so much to Kylie and Cassie for that. And that's the end of another episode of Off The Record. As ever, please remember to rate if you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on all all the social channels and to get in touch. Um, Send me an email at imogen at offtherecorduk.com. Let me know what you think Um, and have a great week. Bye, (laughs) y'all.